What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Broadway with Body Slams. This is episode 14, and uh, today I'm covering Taboo Tuesday, the very first Taboo Tuesday event. Uh, the Raw brand represented this pay-per-view, and it took place at the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, October 19th, 2004. Now, I um, before I get into this, I want to talk about the... Bray Wyatt return, which re recently took place at the Extreme Rules uh, pay-per-view, and all the White Rabbit stuff. I, I just think that this was done very well. And I know sometimes I can be a little harsh when it comes to criticizing wrestling. And I, I honestly, I can't help it sometimes. I think it's just because I've been a fan since I could remember and I kind of expect wrestling to be a certain way. And, and I know I probably shouldn't be like that because everybody watches wrestling for something different. And like I've said on here before, the reason I even have the name of this podcast, Broadway with Body Slams, I love the storylines. I love the characters. Uh, so I, I've been very much so wanting to see Bray Wyatt return to WWE. There were rumors of him going to AEW. I didn't want to see that. I don't really think anybody wanted to see that because they would have never been able to uh, use him the correct way. When it comes to WWE, production is the top. It is the very top. Uh, and, and you actually you saw that when it came to uh, his actual return and the way that they did it. It, it was phenomenal. And, and the lead up with the White Rabbit stuff, a lot of people were like, why didn't they do any of the White Rabbit things on TV? Uh, other than the QR codes, I'm talking like the, the song that they would do at live events or in between commercial breaks where the lights would go out and Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit would play. I would assume that's probably a, um, I don't know, licensing issue. They probably didn't want to pay for the song. I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating. But with social media the way that it is, it got around like people, people shared it anytime it happened and they took the vocals and they isolated them, got rid of the music from Jefferson airplane, just the vocals. And it came across very creepy. Uh, then, you know, we had the QR codes. Um, I'm somebody that usually watches the raw highlights on YouTube, but when these QR code things started happening and the thought that this could be Bray Wyatt, I was tuning into the shows and I was wanting to play along with the game they were having us play with the QR codes. You got to look for them, then you scan them, and then uh, whatever the QR code was, and you got to try to piece it together. And I think it was pretty clear going into Extreme Rules that this was Bray Wyatt with all the let me in stuff. Um, it just, it was done very well. It was done very well. And now, that, that Bray's back. We don't know what he's going to do. I, I loved his Fiend character, and I really hope that we still get the Fiend. Uh, I did an episode covering Bray Wyatt's Fiend character, and I just think it was genius. The guy has a mind, you know, for this kind of business. And I know a lot of people are like, no, he he's never had a good match. Who freaking cares? You know, like the dude is is so good that he doesn't need to have a good match on a pro wrestling show because he, he's incredible when it comes to his character work or, or, or storytelling. Like I said before, I thought the Alexa Bliss, Bray Wyatt stuff was gold before they, they ended up screwing it up. But 
anyway, ended up watching Extreme Rules knowing that we were probably going to get the reveal. Now, I didn't think he, I don't know, I didn't know for sure if he was going to show up. I just didn't know if we would get a reveal on screen or something. Uh, but he did show up right at the end of the show. They did the fake out where Triple H, um, I guess he used to do this in NXT. I'm not an NXT guy, so I can't, I, I don't know. But they would make it look like the show is going to end, put the watermark image down at the bottom of the screen, and then trick you. And that's exactly what they did. Um, Matt Riddle got the win over Seth Rollins in the fight pit, which I enjoyed that match. I thought that was a really good main event. Uh, and then the lights go out. We start seeing different, you know, funhouse characters come to life in the audience uh, with the eerie, he's got the whole world in his hands playing in the background. And like the lights are out. We're getting spotlights on Ramblin' Rabbit, Huskus the Pig, uh, Abby the Witch. It was very, very entertaining because it's like, where is this going? What's going to happen? And then we go into a video. I mean, we actually, they show the fiend as well. It's somebody dressed as a fiend, but man, the ovation that when the fiend was shown in the crowd, they, I think people thought it was him. So they went nuts. And we get a video on screen. I love this. This was my favorite part of the fun house. And the fun house was now abandoned. Uh, there's cobwebs. The puppets are just laying there because Bray's been gone all this time. And we get the reveal of Bray Wyatt coming out of the door. He's holding the lantern. He kind of looks like old school Bray. Like, and I'm talking, you know, the, the eater of worlds, Bray Wyatt, the Wyatt family Bray. And I don't know exactly where we go from here, but I have to tell you that was one of the greatest returns I think I have ever seen production wise. What a moment. What a moment that was. And, I, and you know, there have been many great returns in wrestling. Um, just because I don't like a, you know, people, people just think because I don't really necessarily care for AEW myself that, that I just, I'm a, I'm a WWE fanboy. And, and that's not true. You know, if they do something good, I'll say it's good. And, you know, you look at CM Punk's return. I thought it was fantastic. I mean... The it was a moment now where they went with him immediately, I just think was awful. And look where we are with him. I just I have more faith in WWE to uh especially now that Triple H is in charge. Um I have more faith in them that they're gonna they're gonna make this Bray Wyatt thing. It, it's gonna work. It's gonna work. But hey, you know, we gotta watch and see. Um but anyways, yeah, returns like the CM Punk return, the uh, the the time The Rock returned after what? How many years? Seven years or something like that to come and he was announced as the guest host of WrestleMania. Nobody in that building knew. Imagine going to Raw and The Rock showing up. No clue. Kept secret. I mean, that's awesome. And then you had John Cena's surprise return recently when he came back to confront Roman Reigns. Uh, the the pop that he got when he come out from the fans. It was awesome. And then his return to Royal Rumble in 2008. I mean, that was probably one of the biggest returns that I've ever been excited for watching wrestling at a time because it was unexpected. Nobody saw that coming. 
Uh, and, and some of the ones that you do see coming can be fun too. Like Edge, when he returned at the Royal Rumble, after being told his career was over for how many years he sat on the sidelines and, and just kind of watched the shows from, from afar. Uh, he, you could tell the emotion in his face when, when he made his return, and it was such an awesome moment. But there's been so many cool returns. Jericho with the, can you break the code, save us Y2J. Um, all kinds, all kinds. And, and we had an idea this was coming, but the way they did it, perfection. All right, I'm going to quit rambling on about that. No pun intended to rambling rabbit. But we are going to be talking about Taboo Tuesday 2004. Tonight, the WWE superstars' destinies will be influenced by the whims of someone they cannot control. Whether it's defending a championship, avenging the loss of an unborn child, or conquering another legend, their fates do not lie solely in their own hands, but in yours. Tonight, a landmark event will take place. The WWE fans will take control of one entire pay-per-view. And the decisions you make will alter the course of history and the fates of the superstars forever. The ultimate in fan participation. You will decide who deserves championship opportunities. One of these men will face Triple H. How grudges will be settled. What will be the weapon of choice. How battles will be fought. Ric Flair and Randy Orton one-on-one. -on -one. This is your time. An exciting night. An unpredictable Night. This is your chance. It's all about your choice, ladies and gentlemen. This is WWE Taboo, Taboo Tuesday. Tuesday. And it begins right now. Raw presents WWE Taboo Tuesday. All right, so the show kicks off there after the video package. We get the pyro, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross welcome us to the show. And we go up by the stage to the control center where Jonathan Coachman will be the host for the evening. Now, Coach is going to be up there letting everybody know about the votes, what we're going to be seeing, what we're in store for for the evening. Now, the first clip that I'm going to play for, for you from the show is uh, the Raw Women's Division come out, and they're about to learn what they'll be wearing in their battle royal. Uh, the schoolgirl outfits, French maid outfit, or a nurse outfit. And they poll the people in attendance, but of course, it is the uh, worldwide poll is what matters the most. So here is that clip. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, I am the coach standing by here in the Taboo Tuesday control center and we're going to get right down to it tonight the power truly is in your hands from the live audience here in milwaukee wisconsin to the internet audience worldwide the power's in your hands and you get to use it right now because right now on stage we have seven beautiful lovely wwe divas all set to fulfill your fantasy in their battle royal tonight for the women's championship but the question is what will their attire be here tonight it's all up to you. 
We're going to ask the live audience here in Milwaukee first. Ladies and gentlemen, you have three choices. Would you like to see these divas here tonight dressed up as nurses? Dressed up as French maids? Or your final choice, dressed up as schoolgirls? Well, I think it's fairly obvious that the live audience would love to see you divas as schoolgirls. Oh, yeah. However, let's find out what the worldwide internet audience decided for you divas here tonight. There you see, once again, the three choices. And let's find out what the results were. Oh, boy. Well, apparently, the internet agreed with Milwaukee. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, in the familiar fantasy battle royal for the women's championship, they will be dressed up as schoolgirls. All right, ladies, you're welcome to go to the back. We'll see you in just a little bit. Yeah, put on your schoolgirl outfits. So the first match of the night is for the Intercontinental Championship. Chris Jericho will be defending, and everybody got the opportunity to vote for 15 different men. Batista, Shelton Benjamin, Christian, The Hurricane, Rodney Mack, Maven, Chuck Palumbo, William Regal, Stephen Richards, Rhino, Rosie, Tajiri, or Tyson Tomko. Now, Val Venus was supposed to be in this. Uh, however, due to injury, the coach is now an option for people to vote for for the Intercontinental Championship match. So let's go in and hear the clip of who Jericho will be facing. We're going to ask the live audience here in Milwaukee first who you would like to see face Y2J for the Intercontinental Championship. Would you like to see Batista? How about Shelton Benjamin? Christian, the Hurricane, would you like to see Rodney Mack, how about Maven, or Chuck Palumbo, William Regal, Or Steven Richards. Rhino. Rosie. Tajiri. Or Tyson Tomko. Now, unfortunately, Valvinus had to be eliminated due to injuries suffered last week at the hands of Kane. But there is one other beautiful man that you can still vote for. How about the coach as your next Intercontinental Champion? Oh, boy. That's unanimous. All right, well, it's fairly unanimous that here <laughs> in Milwaukee, they want to see Shelton Benjamin face Chris Jericho. However, let's find out what the worldwide audience decided. Who will face Chris Jericho? There are the superstars. And the results are coming at you. Oh, they're coming right now. Wow. Wow. Shelton Benjamin, an overwhelming favorite, 37%. So Milwaukee and the internet agreed. So Shelton Benjamin, get that sweat going. It's going to be Shelton Benjamin one-on-one -on -one right now with Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental Championship.
So Shelton Benjamin gets the vote. At this point in time, Shelton Benjamin was one of the fan favorites on Monday Night Raw uh, when it came to the mid card, you know, and he had he had a couple he had that feud with Triple H there for a small period of time. But man, he was popular. People people really liked Shelton Benjamin. I liked Benjamin a lot. And uh, this match to start things off with Chris Jericho. What a way to start this show off. So both guys are baby faces, okay? Both good guys here. And this match ended with a surprise. The guy that everybody voted for ended up winning the Intercontinental Championship. And I love the reaction of, of JR, ex, you know, being excited and, and King and the crowd. And it, it was just a, it was a good moment because it's like, hey, this is, you know, th this is going to be an exciting night. Like, we really, we the fans really have the control to put who we want against. At least it felt that way. Like I said, I really hope that that is how it went. From what I've heard, it is. But I've even heard Chris Jericho talk about this match. And he said that um, he wasn't for sure who he was going to be fighting. And he had the idea that it was probably going to be Benjamin. But, yeah, this was a, a great, a great opening match so let's play the finish where shelton benjamin shocks everybody and becomes the intercontinental champion uh -oh. jericho putting on the brakes and benjamin it is a kimbo a kimbo suplex and he oh my god benjamin has won the intercontinental title here is your winners and the new intercontinental champion shelton benjamin wait a minute Tuesday had a dance to go wrong. And you see what these fans have done already? It's amazing. Sheldon Benjamin wins the, the fans vote. And he comes here and wins the Intercontinental title. Sheldon Benjamin has defeated Chris Jericho in our first match at Taboo Tuesday. Oh, my God. We have a new Intercontinental champion. And, yes, the Intercontinental title is all about the Benjamin. And not just the Intercontinental title. All of these titles that are at stake tonight, they are. Is this the harbinger of things to come? It's going to be a wild ride, an unpredictable night, to say the very least. In our very first match, we have a new Intercontinental Champion. And it shows you that if you don't have time to prepare for somebody, what can happen? Yes, and it happened just like this. The reversal. Jericho off that second rope. So we head to the backstage area where Shawn Michaels, Edge, and Chris Benoit are being interviewed by Todd Grisham about their opportunity that they might have to face Triple H for the world title tonight. Now, it all depends, once again, upon the voting of the fans. And uh, we find out right now who Triple H's challenger is going to be. Now, the interesting thing here is... Shawn Michaels re or had an injury on Raw the night before, and it's his knee. And I don't, I, I believe this was story. Like, I don't think this was real. I really don't remember if this storyline went anywhere, but uh, I do know that it plays a big, important uh, factor in the evening or into the night when this match happens because Shawn Michaels does win the vote at 39% for Sean, 33 for Edge, and 28 for Chris Benoit. Now, before I play this clip, 
as Shawn Michaels wins the vote, Benoit congratulates Michaels, and Edge is furious. We're getting ready to go into Edge's heel run, and uh, it's definitely kicking off tonight. We're going to see more of Edge in just a little bit, because Edge and Benoit, since they weren't chosen, they will compete for the tag titles together. So here's the clip of the three guys in the back with Todd Grisham. Well, the polls are still open, but get your votes in quickly. We're just moments away from finding out who will face Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. But before we do, we'd like to speak to all three candidates one last time. Edge, I'll start with you. First off, congratulations on your win last night in the triple threat match. What are your final thoughts? Well, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I won the triple threat match. To me, proving that I deserve the world title match here at Taboo Tuesday. And if there's any justice in this world, I'll walk out of Taboo Tuesday with my head held high as the world heavyweight champion. Chris Benoit, one final chance to tell the fans why they should vote for you to face Triple H. Like I said last night, I've not lost to Triple H since coming back to Raw. And if the people like myself are sick and tired of watching Triple H and Evolution, and Triple H and Evolution, and Triple H and Evolution dominate Raw. Then vote for Benoit, because I've made that SOB tap out before, and I'll do it again tonight and walk out World Heavyweight Champion. Shawn Michaels, it appeared last night you were injured during that triple threat match. However, Triple H is saying that perhaps you might be faking your injuries to garner up a sympathy vote from the fans. What do you say? Well, I'll admit I ask a lot of things from the fans, but one thing I'm not asking for is sympathy. Uh, after you strip away the image, all a man's got is his word. And I'm giving you my word that I am injured. I'm not 100%. I've got a torn medial meniscus. But the fact is, I've done it once before for these people, and I'll do it again. You give me one more shot at the World Heavyweight Championship, I promise you this, and it's all I've got. Whatever is left in here, I'll leave out there in the ring. Every shred of my, every ounce of my being, I will leave in that ring for you tonight against Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. Well, you've heard from all three candidates one final time. It's now time, Coach, to find out who will face Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. Well, we've already seen lightning strike once here tonight. Could it strike twice in regards to the World Heavyweight Championship and three of the greatest superstars on Raw here today? So it's time to ask the live audience first who they want to see face Triple H tonight for the World Heavyweight Championship. Do you want to see Chris Benoit face Triple H tonight? Would you like to see Edge face Triple H here tonight? And finally, would you like to see the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, face Triple H? Well, I have to say in an overwhelming response here live in Milwaukee, Shawn Michaels is the selection. However, as you know, we need to find out what the worldwide internet audience voted on. The three choices. You can't go wrong with any three. Any one of the three. Who did the worldwide audience select? Here's the results. Shawn Michaels with 39% of the vote to face Triple H. Wow. So there you have it. The live audience here in Milwaukee, the worldwide internet audience, Shawn Michaels will do what he can tonight for the World Heavyweight Championship. It'll be Shawn Michaels one-on-one -on -one with the game Triple H.
It is time for the Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royal for the women's title. And listen, this isn't for everybody. But I will tell you right now, if you watch wrestling for the wrestling, you hated this. If you watch wrestling for the entertainment, uh, the beautiful women in this match, and let me tell you, they looked fantastic. Trish Stratus is a heel here. She's the women's champion. She is out first, and she looks great. Um, all of these girls, except Molly Holly, of course, because she dresses like the unsexiest. But Jerry Lawler, man, he is just, he is hilarious when it comes to these. And I'm going to play every entrance of these girls so you can just hear uh, the excitement in his voice that these girls are coming out as schoolgirls. Um, but Trish Stratus, man, what a, what a heel at this time. And I was a huge fan of her. And it was so hard for me to be a fan of her because her heel character was so unlikable. Like, because you didn't, how she was. And, and it's like, she's doing her job. You know, she's making you not like her, but you can't help it. I, I've always been a, a Trish fan. So um, anyway, she she comes out and she defends in this battle royal. Now you are eliminated by being thrown over the top. Well, you don't have to be thrown over the top. You just both feet hitting the floor outside. Now, the other women in this match was Jazz, Nydia, Gail Kim, Molly Holly, Victoria and Stacy Keebler. And, you know, Jazz, man, she's rough. And she comes out and she rips the sleeves off of her shirt. And I don't know, that just, I, I busted out laughing when I saw that. But Trish Stratus does get the win. Here is the entrances and Jerry the King Lawler enjoying his job. The following is a Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royal. Oh and it is for the WWE Women's Championship. With the rule being that the elimination will occur when a diva is thrown through the ropes, out of the ring, and both feet have to hit the floor. <laughs> I can't wait for this there. Introducing first from Toronto, Canada. She is the WWE Women's Champion, Trish Stratton. I want to go back to school, JR. I want to go all the way back to grammar school. Trish Stratus is a not a, a happy camper, oh, I'll tell you that. Maybe I want to go all the way back to kindergarten. I don't think it has anything to do with her attire. It has to do with the fact that six other divas are coming tonight to become the women's champion here at oh, Taboo oh, Tuesday. Her little skirt is just a little short in the back. From New Orleans, Louisiana, Jeff. Uh-oh. That's, that's one tough-looking schoolgirl. You wouldn't mess around with her, Recess. I don't think you'd steal her lunch. No. She might steal your homework, though. Former women's champion. Wait a minute. Look at this. She's ripping the sleeves right out of her schoolgirl outfit. That skirt looks a little tight, too, Jazz. I think she went to the school of hard knocks, JR. Valedictorian. Yeah. From Puerto Rico, Nidia. Oh! Man, I don't remember the girl dressing that way when I went to school. Well, you should have gone to school in Puerto Rico. Not Memphis. I like the way she skips up to the ring here. I'm sure you do. I used to skip. You know that JR? A long time ago. Did you really? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Woohoo! 
I get a detention for that and stay after class. From Korea, Gail Kim. More international flavor here in this uh, familiar fantasy diva battle royal for the women's title. Oh, I'm fulfilling it, JR. Believe me, I'm fulfilling it. Gail Kim on her first night on Raw became oh. a women's champion. Wow, I love red. That's my favorite color. Did I ever tell you that? Is that red or crimson? I don't know, but I just wish I was the principal. From Forest Lake, Minnesota, Molly Holly. Well, they'd have to all come to the principal's office after school. Well, except Molly. What's wrong with Molly, King? Well, I don't know. She looks more like the teacher than the student. She reminds me of a librarian back in Oklahoma. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was going to say, I think that is what the girls used to wear when I went to school. Unfortunately. Lady to mess with. Oh, From Los California, Victoria. Oh, yes. Look at the little schoolgirl, JR. Glasses, a studious look. Uh huh. I'd like to have a study hall with her. Oh, yes. Look out. Women's title will be decided in this. Uh, Fulfill your fantasy diva battle royal. I want to thank each and every one of those four million voters that uh, voted for the schoolgirl outfit. And from Baltimore, Maryland, Stacy Keebler. I'm definitely going back to school, JR. Definitely. And I don't want to ever pass. I don't want to. Oh! Oh! I'm going to major in recess. Well, oh, oh my God! This is too much. This, my fantasies are just overflowing, Jr. This may be my favorite match of all the. Oh, oh, watch this part! Come on, cameraman! This, yes! Yes! Oh, I'm looking at Jersey shoes, the little sandlockers. Well, I am loving Taboo Tuesday, Jr. Trish is a marked woman. After Trish Stratus retains her women's championship, we get a backstage segment with La Resistance. The current tag team champions are a little upset that they have to be defending the titles against Chris Benoit and Edge tonight. I'm not going to play this clip. I'm going to be honest with you. I never really cared for La Resistance. And it's not even like when it comes to heels, like you, you just don't like them because they're so good at what they do. These guys just were not entertaining to me. And um, I don't know what it was. I, I just I never cared for him. And uh, just they didn't do it for me, man. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, the next match that we're getting ready for is Kane and Gene Snitsky. Now we're going to be finding out uh, what they're going to be wrestling in. The options for this match were a chain match steel chair match and a lead pipe well the chain wins at 41 percent uh i was not a big fan of this feud i liked everything that we got with kane lita and matt hardy um but i think at this point in time i think the storyline got boring totally my opinion uh but i just you know we're to the point now where lita is having Kane's baby. Gene Snitsky hits uh, Kane with a chair. 
he falls on Lita and it costs them their kid. And Lita, in a weird way, kind of has feelings for Kane now. I don't know. I mean, this started the whole catchphrase for Gene Snitsky saying it wasn't my fault. But I'm going to play the video package for you. I just, I don't know. I wasn't feeling this one. I got myself into a hell of a predicament involving both Matt and Kate. I really regret that. But I don't regret my pregnancy. My baby was the only thing innocent in all of this. And I wanted nothing more than to give birth to my baby. And now, I will never know what my baby looks like. My baby boy was taken away from me. Snitsky took him away from me. It wasn't my fault! Whose fault is it then? I hope that Kane does exactly what he says he's going to do. Snitsky is a dead man! There's a steel piper or something inside that baby carriage! I have a bloodthirsty maniac coming after me for something that wasn't my fault. Kane threatened my life. He said Smithy. Yes, he did. The only thing dead around here, Kane, is your baby. Gene Snitsky gets the win here, and after the fact of the or after the match, Kane gets put on a stretcher. And as he's being wheeled up the ramp, Snitsky shows up again, shoving Kane off the stretcher. And Jr. is letting Gene Snitsky and everybody know what he thinks of him. Oh my God! You gotta be kidding me! Kane on that gurney, helpless, and Snitsky attacks Kane again. Look at this! My God, Kane is a Machine here at Taboo Tuesday. That son of a bitch. What a no good son of a bitch. Man. 
We're backstage once again with Edge, who is very upset that he was not chosen in a, I think it was a 6% vote, or there was a 6% difference between he and Shawn Michaels. And you can see Edge is turning heel. Like I said, it's coming. Uh, Edge has a career, I mean, he's had an incredible tag career up until this point, which he lets you know that in this uh, promo here. But he is about to go on the run of his life after he turns heel, uh, which, you know, he's already in the process. But he goes on here to basically call Shawn Michaels a has-been and that he should have been the one voted for. Well, Edge, now that the fans have picked Shawn Michaels to face Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship, you will team up with Chris Benoit to face La Resistance for the World Tag Team titles. Your thoughts? My thoughts? What does it look like, Todd? Do I look happy? Should I be happy? In the first interactive pay-per-view, the people pick a broken down, injured has-been. I'm not a has-been. I'm hungry. I'm young. I wanted it. It should have been mine. Shawn Michaels will not defeat Triple H. I would have. And now, now I have a World Tag Team Championship match. Well, no disrespect to the Tag Team Championships. I've had them 10 times. But to me, it's a consolation prize. I get to team with Chris Benoit. Well, this was my destiny. To be the World Heavyweight Champion is my destiny! Not the Tag Team Championships. So I'd like to thank you. Thank you, people. Thank you very much. So up next, we have Eric Bischoff taking on his nephew, Eugene. Uh, this was, I mean, it was what it was. It wasn't long at all. I think this match maybe went two minutes. Um, but Coach, who is at Control Center, a guy who's kissing the butt of his boss, he is at the Control Center, and it's making me laugh so hard. Like, as Eric Bischoff's making his way to the ring, Coach is clapping. You know, and you can hear him hyping Bischoff up. Bischoff looks mad that he even has to get into this this match. Um, but I'll tell you a little bit about the match once. Uh, I want you to hear. I want you to hear Bischoff's entrance with Coach in the back. I, I just I think it's too funny of a clip not to play. Now it's time for the match I've personally been looking forward to, as my boss Eric Bischoff is all set to valiantly take on his nephew, Eugene. But here are the stipulations for this match. There are three to choose from. The loser must do one of three things. The first, the loser must be the servant to the winner. The second, the loser must wear a dress for the duration of a month. And the third, the loser must have his head shaved bald. But we're gonna change things up a little bit and get this match started right now. So coach made the decision that this was going to be a little different. They weren't going to decide what was going to happen in this match until the end, until the results of the match. Uh, so till we find out who the winner was, because the, the options for the online voters were 
Loser gets their head shaved. Loser has to wear a dress for a month, I think it was. And then Loser has to be the winner's servant. Well, of course, I think we all knew where this was going. A Loser gets his head shaved, wins at a 59%. Um, but now, see, Eric Bischoff loses this match. And they're trying to find their way around it to where Eric doesn't have to get his head shaved. And this is when Vince McMahon shows up. And this turns into a very entertaining segment. Looked to me like uh, Eugene was struggling a little bit to shave Eric's head. Looks at first like on the shaver there was a guard on. But even after he took the guard off, like he was still kind of struggling a little bit to get Eric's head shaved. And, and they didn't even get it all the way down um, by the end of the segment. And this was kind of lengthy in my opinion. But it was good. It, it was it was entertaining. And that's what I'm all about. Now, the match only lasted about two minutes, I would say. But this was all about the stuff that, that happened afterwards. Come to the ring. I, Earl, I just want to make sure I can hear the audience correctly here. We saw the internet audience. All right. All right, you people here in Milwaukee, would you like to see Eric Bischoff be Eugene's servant. Would you like to see Eric Bischoff wear a dress for a month? Would you like to see Eric Bischoff's head shaved bald? Oh my God. Well, I, I, I think it's fairly obvious that Eric they all want to see you wear a dress for a month. What? What? I, I, I'm sorry. I, I misheard them. They want you to be Eugene's servant. I don't know, man. Said it close to me. All right. How about servant for five? Well, you see. You see, now people, you gotta understand, you, you gotta understand that I've been given the authority that the internet audience wanted one thing, you wanted something completely different. So, so fair is fair, I'm gonna call it like I see it, I'm gonna make the decision, Eric, you have to be Eugene's servant. For five minutes, for five, five minutes, minutes, maybe you could get him a soda, take his bags to the car. Eugene, heck of a victory. I got to call it right down. Oh, no. I think Vince is just picked up. Oh, boy. Look at that, boy. See, I come out here with this concept I said last night in which... I have no authority in which all of the authority for Taboo Tuesday is in their hands. But, but, but I was told. You know, maybe you didn't listen to them, coach, like I did. Maybe you didn't hear what they heard. I heard distinctly this audience agree with the internet audience. Therefore, right here, Shave his head! 
on Taboo Tuesday, you're going to have your head shaved bald. No, no. You have to do it. If you're not doing it, go ahead, Eric. Take a walk. Because you keep walking, you son of a bitch, you're fired. What? Uh-oh. That wasn't Donald Trump saying it. That was Mr. McMahon. I'll replace you like that. You want to be general manager of Raw? Get your ass back in here and get in that barber's chair. Oh, my God. Don't sugarcoat it, Mr. McMahon. Say what you really mean. This house hair. Fair is fair, Eric. You're the general manager. Get over here. Get in this barber's chair now. Come on. Let's go. Eugene is going to be the barber. Have a seat. Oh, no. Eugene's going to be the barber. He cut his ears off as well. You lost the match fair and square. Sit down. Oh, boxers. 
turning white what do we have underneath all of this <laughs> my god you know what you're as gray as a ghost look at all of that you dye your hair don't you uh, you dye your hair don't you <laughs> so what so what what a phony son of a bitch <laughs> get your ass back up there where you belong get 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 with your trust we can do commercials but just for men oh look at look at coach so many uh funny things here in this segment i mean when when coach is running from vince mcmahon in a dress uh vince mcmahon calling eric bischoff out because as his head is getting shaved you can see the gray underneath where bischoff dyes his hair like the comment about the dress to button it up it's good stuff i mean it is but from here, we get Shawn Michaels in the back, and he's getting his left knee taped up because, like I said, he injured it on Raw. Edge comes in, still upset and complaining, telling Shawn Michaels how he feels. Yeah, exactly. I do know how the knee is. You, you knew how the knee is. You knew last night. Shawn, you should have dropped out of this. There was 6%, 6, 6% difference between us, and those votes would have gone to me. And guess what? I would have done what you can't do tonight. You know, you know, you can't beat Triple H, and I would have. This was my shot, Sean, and you, you took it away, you selfish son of a bitch. Watching this show back, this really, I think this in, I mean, we got a lot of talent on this show, but like, man, I, I think that this whole show was the start of Edge's his heel run. Like this show was based on that uh, and what was to come for the Edge character. Uh, up next, though, we have the World Tag Team Championship match with La Resistance taking on Chris Benoit and Edge. Edge, who is still upset about earlier, walks out on Benoit. And Benoit still gets the job done, though. He ends up beating La Resistance, becoming the World Tag Team Champion by himself. Edge left all upset. We didn't think we'd hear from Edge again. Surprise, surprise, he will be back in a little bit. We get a backstage interview with Triple H and Todd Grisham, where Triple H is accusing Shawn Michaels of lying about this injury. But he said he will still be the World Heavyweight Champion by the end of the night. Up next, we have Christy Hemme taking on Carmella. Now, this was for the, okay, the Raw Divas search just recently had happened here. And Christy Hemme 
got the win. Rightfully so. This girl is a fireball, okay? And she's full of charisma and excitement. And, um, and then there's Carmella, who became her rival, lost, or she was runner-up in the, in the Diva Surge. And I think that they thought they had something with her. But as I just said, there's Christy Hemi, who is a fireball, okay? She is just there's so much excitement and energy in her and then there's this Carmella with the complete opposite like I just I feel like there isn't an ounce of charisma in this girl's pinky and I don't know how long she stayed with the company after this but I don't believe it was very long we have ourselves um a lingerie pillow fight here now that one at 57 percent an evening gown match came in second at 33 percent and an aerobics challenge came in at 10. Now, remember how I said earlier that the women's Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royal, there wasn't good wrestling, but it was entertaining. This was none of the above. This was by far the worst part of this show. Um, Christy Hemi uh, and Carmella, they look fantastic, beautiful women. But this segment just sucked. Um, I just, I, I'm, I don't believe it lasted very long, but it felt like it took forever. Uh, but Christy Hemi gets the win, and we're moving on from that as quickly as we possibly can. It is now time for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, Shawn Michaels and Triple H, anytime they're in the ring together, they put, like, Man, it's good. I love their rivalry. It's one of my all-time favorites. It might be my favorite. Um, but this match, to me, feels like one of the worst that I've ever seen them in this in this feud. Uh, because they're, they're on the tail end of their feud. But, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was the, the knee injury where Triple H just worked on the leg almost this whole match. Uh, it was okay, but I'm so glad this wasn't the main event because it was kind of disappointing. It just, I don't know. The The biggest part of this whole thing, though, was Edge. Edge comes back into the arena, and he uh, spears Shawn Michaels, costing him the match. Edge has now, if he didn't before, with the things he said about Shawn, leaving Benoit behind in his tag match, now spearing Shawn Michaels and costing him the fan favorite, the World Heavyweight Championship. He is a heel now more than he has ever been. So Triple H does get the win, unfortunately. And uh, it is now time for us to go to the main event. The main event is a steel cage match. And it is voted at 68%, pretty much a blowout. And a Falls Count Anywhere match came in second place at 20%, and a submission match got 12%. Who in the world voted for a submission match when you could have a steel cage? Like, that's got to be a joke, right? Somebody was just joking around with that. But anyway, this is a, uh, a setup here. I'm going to set the video package up for Randy Orton taking on Ric Flair in the main event. Uh, Randy Orton, well-known at this point in time as the legend killer. Ric Flair says he's not the legend killer because he's never beaten him. And we get 
this setup here kind of this happened with Sean at one point in time where Sean started getting into the mind of Ric Flair about Triple H. And it looks like Flair might start leaning to leaving Triple H like he did to Sean. But of course, Ric Flair, the dirtiest player in the game, doesn't happen. He's going to side with his guy. And that's what happens here. Randy Orton is a babyface at this point. Evolution turned on him. He's already won the world title. He's been in a feud with Triple H for a while. But this uh, this was a pretty good way to end the show. And I, like I said, I think this was the better match to end the night with instead of the world title match. So here is the video package setting up the main event. Gentlemen, here momentarily, it will be the legend killer, Randy Orton, versus the legend, Ric Flair. What kind of match will this be? We're going to find that out momentarily and show you how these two magnificent athletes got together. Randy Orton, until you beat the Nate Survive, you'll never be a legend killer. Ric Flair, you tell all these people that I'm full of it for calling myself the legend killer? Well, I think you're full of it for coming out here every Monday and telling the whole world that Triple H is the best wrestler in the world today. I know it's not true. I'm pretty sure all these people know it's not true. And Ric Flair, I know deep down inside your heart, you know it's not true either. Which is why it's so tragic to see what you've become. This generation is gonna remember Ric Flair for kissing Triple H's ass. Rick, you ready, man? Rick, did you hear me? I asked you if you were ready. I hear you, but I don't answer to Triple H. Well, I don't answer to you, and I'll be out there tonight when I'm ready. Defeat Batista in this no disqualification match for Orton to be one of the contenders to face Triple H for the World Title King at Taboo Tuesday. Here comes the champ, and the game is now the Taboo Tuesday pressure. It's legal. This is legal, and here comes Rip Flair. This generation is going to remember Rip Flair. Ric Flair cost me the World Heavyweight Championship. I will get even. Ever since my match was announced at Taboo Tuesday, I've had mixed emotions. I feel pity for the man. I, I'm saddened. I don't want to face the Ric Flair that took a backseat ride with Evolution. I want to face the Nature Boy. Did I hear? that you are great but a legend killer you're not Ric Flair you put me in this position you named me the 
legend killer, and after Tuesday, you will respect me. Taboo Tuesday. Don't worry about the shell of a man showing up. Worry about the man walking that aisle. Look as old he can look. And I want to take everything that you want away from you. You will respect me. Ladies and gentlemen, you have one more job to do. That's to help decide what kind of match Randy Orton and Ric Flair will have right now. There are three choices. Here in Milwaukee, do you want to see a Falls Count Anywhere match? Do you want to see a submission match? Or would you like to see a steel cage match tonight? Wow. Without a doubt, live here in Milwaukee, they want to still see a steel cage match. But let's see what the worldwide internet audience wanted. Here the results are right now. Blowout! Wow. It is absolutely, absolutely unanimous. The worldwide internet, the live audience here in Milwaukee, will get to see Randy Orton and Ric Flair one-on-one -on -one inside of that steel cage coming down right now. I don't know, JR, if this is, is good for the nature boy. I think he would have preferred a submission match. He would have loved to have made Randy Orton tap out to that famous figure four leg lock. And he can still do it, King, inside the steel cage. Let's not forget, Ric Flair won, his, won a world championship in 1983 against the legendary Harley Race inside a steel cage. So Randy Orton does get the win, and the ending of this show confused me, especially... Uh, I did not get this on pay-per-view. I followed the results online the night that it happened. Uh, I did vote the heck out of this show, though, leading up. But I think I was so confused because this is a bloody match, by the way. Orton's bleeding. Of course, Flair's bleeding. And uh, afterwards, Flair gets up, and he puts his hand out to shake Orton's hand. You're like, okay, Orton's not going to fall for that, right? Orton shakes his hand. And then they hug, and that's the end of the that's the end of the show. And it's like, oh, okay. Does this mean Ric Flair is turning face? No, they kept him as a heel. Like last time I saw something like that happen, Hogan shook the Rock's hand at WrestleMania 18, and the NWO turned on him. I was kind of thinking that, oh man, Evolution's not going to be happy with this. Triple H and Batista's going to turn on Flair, but no, it it didn't happen. Uh, so it was kind of weird that that kind of ended that way for me. And I know it was like a sign or a show of respect from Flair to Orton for beating him. But Orton was like a top enemy to Evolution during this time. So very weird, very weird. But anyways, that was Taboo Tuesday. And uh, go check this show out on the WWE Network. It was, uh, they'd only have one more Taboo Tuesday. And then we would go into Cyber Sunday. And I think that was the smarter choice because a Tuesday night pay-per-view just, I don't know, maybe for people who wanted to attend it or even the people that watched it with people working or going to school, it just not a good night for a pay-per-view. So taking it and changing the name to Cyber Sunday was the better option, I believe. Uh, and I wish they'd bring this back. 
I mean, online with your phone or your computer is bigger now than it has ever been. And I just think that would really thrive now for sure. But overall, I did enjoy this show. Uh, I would have to probably say the match of the night would have to go to the main event. I mean, I thought the main event was pretty good. Uh, and Jericho and Benjamin, what a way to start the show off. So what a way to start the show and what a way to end it. But this show for sure was all about Edge's heel turn. And what a career that guy's got coming for him as we know he would go on to become Money in the Bank. The whole stuff with Lita and the feud with Edge and then eventually cashing in his Money in the Bank on John Cena to become the WWE champion. Uh, Edge is one of the all-time best heels in the company, I believe. The guy just played the part so well, and, and it, it unfolded here. So, But that's going to do it for me, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening, and check out my video game podcast, Save Crystal, all about my love for video games and nostalgia for it. And I want to thank you once again for going on these uh, throwback journeys with me as I talk about uh, these old shows. I am just your guide taking you down memory lane. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.